The sound of leaves. <laughs> the, the smell of pumpkin spice coffee. <laughs> Jamie has a case of the sillies. <laughs> about being silly. It's about trashing South Street. Yes, sir. I'm Lou. I'm Jamie Z. <laughs> Are you all crack? <laughs> it sounds like I'm about to cry. <laughs> you do look like it's going to be... It's going to be like in the boxcar children when Violet just started crying for some reason. She was sick. <laughs> you didn't read the boxcar children? No. Oh. When did you read it? Oh. I don't know. Oh. Oh. I feel like, like... Did you go to the movies by yourself? Oh, I'm right. I gotta write this down. I gotta, I gotta dial nine one and get the one ready. No, the boxcar show. I feel like that's something like teachers read. To You've kids talked about it for like a long time. Oh. No, I remember the lottery. Do you remember the lottery? Yeah. I don't really. All I remember is they had a pick from something. Because it was a lottery. Ooh. The lottery is actually it's like a book of nine short stories, but the lottery is the one. Which is it, the one with the sharks are eating people? Was that in the same book? I don't know what that one is. <laughs> yeah. So this is, uh, it's either The Son of Two Trials of the Bible or <laughs> Poor Lit Corner. No, the lottery is, um, they have to pull stones. And if you get the black stone, you're like sacrificed. Oh, yeah. And the whole yeah, idea yeah. is they don't know why they do it, but they just do it. Boxcar Children's a little different in tone. It's about four orphans who run away. What? And do they live in a boxcar? They do. They find an old boxcar. Most people wouldn't even know what a boxcar is. Well, I think this is written like in the 20s or some shit. Sure. And then it's like they find like their grandfather finds him who they're running away from, but he's actually rich and he's a nice guy and Mm. they have adventures. It's all about adventures. Okay. And I think it's now a series of animated movies. Oh. I've seen in the Target Spinner Rack. Oh. But you know what? It's an awful lot, long time to talk about nothing. So what's up, Jamie? What's new with you? Uh, Jam with me. Tell me what's going on. Hmm. <laughs> I was going to say something terrible, but uh, that's bad karma. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went to Legoland today. Mm. That's exciting. By myself. <laughs> oh, that's you a... can't go by yourself. You need a child. Oh. So you can't borrow Victor. This might be our last podcast, everybody. <laughs> um, no, we went with the Delaquillas, and um, all the kids were hanging out playing. They were never there before, yeah. so it was fun. It was a good time. Oh, what do you like do at Lego Land? There's this little ride you go on, and then um, you can build stuff. They have a bunch of just like um, activities for kids to yeah. do, slides, and they have like a almost like an obstacle race thing, not race, but an obstacle course thing there. Mm-hmm. Can you um, can you vape? You but I think that's vape. something kids do now. You cannot vape there. Oh. I don't know if I want to go now. Yeah, so, okay. What do you think of the whole anti-vaping thing? Like the whole, all of a sudden, how many people have gotten sickened from it or something? All of a sudden, all these people yeah. just have like some type of lung problem. I, okay, got, let, let me hear your thoughts, Louis. Here's what I'll say. As someone, full disclosure, taking master's courses... Pertaining to the cannabis industry. Yes. Therefore, I am pro-cannabis. Yes. And we call it cannabis, folks. We call it cannabis. We call it adult use. Okay, we're talking about vaping. We don't call it about marijuana. Well, it's going to tie into anything. So most doctors (laughs) say vaping is the best way to use THC medicinally. Okay. Because it's easy to control dose. I heard edibles actually be... There are mixed things about edibles. Edibles are... It doesn't matter. Edibles are sort of problematic in certain ways. Yeah. Um, the least cancer form because every time you burn something you have a risk of but well yeah. I guess well vaping you're not burning anything other than but and I don't, like I don't want to sound like I'm some bizarro Kool-Aid drinker activist every time I see this every time I saw the shit with California and emissions yeah I, I do wonder if it's gatekeepers because that's what we call them mm-hmm. it's people sort of using that to push against well if you think about it mm-hmm. how many millions of people have died from cigarettes and tobacco yeah and like 15 plus people have been sick and died mm-hmm. like just all of a sudden well also, i hate vaping i think it's stupid yeah and i think it is marketed towards kids like mm-hmm. why do you have flavored shit like yeah. if, it, if, if like e-cigarettes were to quit smoking mm-hmm. or another kind of alternative to kind of quit doing that stuff 
but it has even more nicotine. And like, yeah, yeah you're going to put pineapple flavor? Come on. Oh. Like, so I just think it's funny, not funny, but you have like millions of people have died of lung cancer. Like tobacco is known for cancer, but all of a sudden they're throwing the book at these e-cigarettes. Well, the other thing is e-cigarettes aren't new. They've been around, what, like 10, 15, 20 years probably? Yeah, like, these, it's all the jewel pod stuff. That's yeah. been around for like five plus years. So. I think they're throwing in that. Because Big Tobacco owns some mm -hmm. uh, e-cigarette. Like, they all have their hands in the pot. I just wonder who is, like, who's profiting off of this. That's suspicious. It's suspicious. Which isn't to say it isn't something that's just starting to show now. Mm -hmm. But it is. It seems a little too coincidental. Yeah, I don't know. But if there's and one... That's all I gotta say about that. Mm. If there's one person who can get to the bottom of it, it's Donald J. Trump. <laughs> who's still president as of the time of this podcast. Yeah, I'm sure he probably still will be. You think he'll make it? Uh, I don't know. I think this is tough given the... Um, I think... It... We're gonna get political for a second, folks. Mm. Give it... If you look now how fast things seem to be collapsing... Yeah. I don't know that he's going to escape um, just because it seems to be – things seem to be, like, coming down really quick. Yeah, I, it's going to be interesting. I think you're really going to know if they have a shot in probably about a month. Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah. So that covers Donald Trump. Trash. Because this um, – oh, I'll, I'll, I'll turn around. Let me tell you about a dream I had. Okay. This is a dream I actually had, uh, a nightmare. Okay. And this should tell you a little bit about my personality and character. Do you want me to... No. Do we have to go to the special uh, speaking doctor? <laughs> a special room with nice soft walls and you get to color all day in your Ooh, pajamas? That actually sounds pretty fun. Uh, yeah, no, it's not. Uh, anyway. Coloring is not fun. One, coloring is not fun. It's dumb. Mm. So let's talk about this dream all right, so you had. I had in my dream... Okay. I had just finished eating a big breakfast, and there was like pancakes, like coffee, greasy sausage, big gut-destroying breakfast. Okay. I get a call. I have to go to Europe for business tomorrow, and I have to lay over in Paris. Okay. I wake up freaking out. Because I would almost definitely have to shit on the plane <laughs> or in an airport. Who cares if the shit in an airport? I do. It's gross. Well, yeah, no one's like, oh, you know what? I kind of have to go. But it's more this idea that I just loaded the weapon, the gun, and then suddenly uh, I was going to have to try to uh, be forced to shit in a tiny airline toilet. Well, that would kind of suck. But... but So that was that gives me a great deal of anxiety. It took me a couple hours to shake, but to realize it wasn't true. Mm. So what is your opinion, Dr. Frude? I don't know. I think you have um, shitting phobia, which is not true. You can kind of shit anywhere. I mean, you no, probably shit your I, pants I, if you could. I could shit my pants well, very yeah. easily. Want, want me to try? <laughs> no, no. All right, I, we're back, everybody. I just changed my I had a race last weekend. Yeah. I did the Spartan ballpark. Yeah. And I did it in an hour and eight seconds. Ooh, nice. I only failed two obstacles, the sphere mm -hmm. and the multi-rig, which is a bunch of rings. And I got... To about, I think I had like three or four mm -hmm. rings left and I would have made yeah. it. The spear throw is the other thing I failed mm. and I threw it, was up, it's going to land, it hits it, and then falls right off. It just bounced the oh, fuck off. I was like, like what are you fucking like kidding a, me? Like a carny ride. Ugh, it was annoying. But yeah, we did really well and it was fun and um, I really enjoyed it. Oh, nice. And I'm thinking about maybe next weekend which would be october 6th i think yes next sunday yeah. i might do a marathon oh no it might do just without <laughs> I might just do a marathon yeah why don't yeah um it goes by the schuylkill it's the Schu all the way to schuylkill river trail it starts uh -huh. at the fitzwater station if you know uh -huh. where that is i do know where that is to i guess somewhere in country and back oh no huh. so it's kind of like right down the street for me so i did 16 and a half mm -hmm. thursday in three hours oh nice so i'm thinking i might be if it's like i didn't sign up for anything i might go running and be like oh my mm -hmm. this fucking knee still hurts blah 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 but i think i might do it oh nice yeah yeah if you don't get you know sent to the special speaking doctor <laughs> I also went to a concert on Thursday. Oh, did you? I know you did because I saw your Instagram. Yeah, I went and saw Hangman. They mm. had a record release. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to review it for a second at the end. It was a lot of fun. It was a 
It's a different crowd. It was it was good though. It was at yeah. the Voltage Lounge, and they have a new album out called uh, I think it's One by One or something like that. Mm-hmm. I talk about it in a sec. Yeah, One by One. Yeah. And uh, they're really good. It's over by ten, so it's actually pretty perfect for old people like me. Oh, I nice. was probably one of like three people who were in their 40s there uh, or, or late 30s. Oh, nice. But it was a good time. Got like super violent when oh, Handman really? went on. Like, yeah. Like, it was, like a pit? It was like was a crazy pit. Not, But it was like a handful of people just totally windmilling and just trying oh, to beat nice. the shit out of people. Yeah, so yeah. I, I just hung out upstairs. Yeah. And like, I thought some dude was trying to talk to me and I was like, oh, God. But he didn't. So mm, it didn't really matter. Oh. Good story. So wait, you, well, you thought he was talking to you? But... No, I thought he was going to try to talk to oh. me. He, he like kind of got like close and would like look at me and then i just like take out my phone. Oh. oh, I see. You were probably, he wasn't like... Yeah, he wasn't he being was like... to talk to you and he was really talking to like... Uh, no, he wasn't talking. I think he was there else. by himself as well. I went by myself. Mm. And, you know, like I don't mind talking to someone, but he just... Just seemed a little weird. Oh, but... nice. Let me get all this down. Uh, now this person, could other people see him? <laughs> Shut up. All right, no. all right, just checking, just checking. Let me do a little music news. Sure. I think Starcrawler, so it's it's the 27th now. Of September. Of September. The Starcrawler album, I believe, I got a notice that it shipped. Okay. Which, you know, doesn't mean whatever. Yeah. It means it gets here when it gets here. Angel Olsen is out. I have. I pre-ordered the, the record and I still haven't gotten it. I haven't gotten it yet, but I know that it's officially released October 4th. Yeah, so maybe. And the big news... Was uh, Tuesday morning, I woke up, checked my email, mm-hmm. after having a dream about... Paris. Ha- yeah. Shitting. Sure, this is actually, yes. Nick Cave sends out a newsletter called The Red Hand Files, where he answers questions, and it's pretty good. Like, it ranges from, like, really heartfelt to really funny. He recently told the story of... Someone asked him, so whatever happened with you and PJ Harvey? Mm. And he was basically like, she broke it off. He's like, I was so surprised I almost dropped my heroin syringe. And he's like, basically, yeah, like I was deep into drugs. And he's like, my understanding of monogamy was in its infancy. But anyway, so most recently, the question was this. Okay. Nick, dear Nick, when, is a new, when can we expect a new Bad Seeds album? And his response was, next week. Oh, wow. And I, it was, I was like that, and I honestly did not believe it at first. Because that's the kind of thing he could have been playing a joke. Yeah. And yeah, he, um, a new Bad Seeds album comes out Tuesday. Oh, cool. Double album. Oh, wow. Called Ghostine. Ooh. It has like a unicorn on the front. Cool. So that's very exciting. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other music news. Well, we could. The news of the music we're going to review. Yeah, yeah. Like the news you review. Yeah. You don't know the news? Oh. It's like, it's like one of those children. So news zoo review. News you review. New zoo Review. It's hard to say. Mm. It was one of those shows that'd be on like at five a.m. on a Sunday. It actually seems vaguely. Familiar. It was probably. I don't know, like how syndicated. Was it on before was. Glow. It was definitely on before Glow, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of like, like there are people, like there were animals, but it was people, essentially people dressed, we'll say mascot style. Um, so it'd be like a frog, but it'd be a person in a frog suit. There was a hippo. So it was like a furry. Uh... There were people too. It was like one of these. This is a mystic land, and we all have adventures together. Okay. Anyway, that's a long way to make a reference that even I don't care about. Yeah. Great oh. Space Coaster? We no. talked. Wow. Let me write this down. Um, Stuff and things? Stuff and things. I've lice. lice. Oh, all right, yeah. Pubic uh, lice. <laughs> that's exactly the right. All right, let's do music. All right, you want me to go first? You can go first. Chelsea Wolfe. Arf, 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 arf. Birth of Violence, yes. Sergeant House Records on September 13th. She, This is her sixth album. Friday the 13th, Africa, Ooh. I think. And she's out of California, and I guess her first album was in 2010 or something. Oh. So anyway, if you know Chelsea Wolfe, it's a little different. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, very surprised. Her last album, I, I believe I reviewed uh, in 2017, it was His Spun. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like a gothy folky experimental art yeah or alternative or whatever and it almost has like a mazzy star feel in the beginning too. yeah but i really liked it so i'm just gonna get right into uh, it. why do you get into it? i will uh mother road starts off that's the first song dark atmospheric folk rock it's kind of hauntingly beautiful 
American Darkness, really good song, one of my favorite. Gloomy, dark, almost, this is the one song that actually has like a Portishead feel, not many have it. Yeah. Um, it, as per usual, in pretty much every song, Chelsea's vocals are the star. Um, and I guess it's about lost love. This whole album, it reminds me of like the background music or the background whatever like she's doing. It reminds me of like a Fiona Apple yeah. album where there's like weird, not weird stuff, but stuff going on in the background that mm -hmm. you're not sure what instrument it is, but, it's in, but it sounds cool kind of. Yeah. That's what I can compare mm -hmm. it to. Deranged for Rock and Roll. It's, I love this song. It totally gets stuck mm -hmm. in your head. Um, it's on the heavier, I have air quotes, heavier side. And it just has more instrumentally going on. Um, and I guess it's about her rocket or her relationship of, with being a musician. Like, I didn't choose this. And her chose me. Yeah. Be all the things. I really like the song. I really like the lyrics. Pretty cool. It's kind of wanting everything in life. Very acoustic. Uh, folky. Uh, when anger turns to honey, it starts off with this 50 seconds of. Did you fart? No. Did you fart? And I'm like, what the oh. fuck is this? I, I'm not smelling. And it's kind of like a gothy country song. Yeah. Dirt Universe. A little drum and bass. I was like, oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Drum and bass song. Uh, cool poetic lyrics. Uh, just has a cool feel about it. A little trance going on and some synth in the background. Oh, it makes, some, it makes an appearance. It's pretty cool. Uh, little Grave reminds me of a sad lullaby. You're like, yeah. oh, this is a, a toe-tapping, yeah. <laughs> non-depressing song. Yeah. Preface to a Dream Play. Catchy little gloomy guitar riff going on. Uh, it almost feels like like a song at the end of the movie, like, like mm -hmm. a very tragic movie yeah. per se. And I, the, what I really liked about this song is the piano really pulls you into the song. The storm is the last track, and imagine that it's rain falling. Oh. Is it the rain, the water cleansing of Chelsea's sins? I don't mm. know. But yeah. So I really dig this album. It did stray away from her um, previous stuff. Yeah. If you're into her metal alt sound, you're not going to get it. So you, so people expecting that might be a little isolated, but mm -hmm. I really liked it. It's pretty much straight folk rock. Mm -hmm. Lyrics are, her lyrics are like pretty much reading poetry. I like yeah. how you're reading my notes while I'm... <laughs> I'm trying, I can't really see, see. There's a song that I don't, I don't know if you mentioned or not, but I'll talk about it. Okay. Too. It almost reminds me, this whole album, it could be a soundtrack, if, soundtrack, if you're like by yourself driving down a, driving through the desert, mm -hmm. and you're passing through small towns and kind of reminiscing about things of yourself and your life, and... It's just like isolation, lost love, what the hell you're doing with yourself. Um, it's not my favorite Chelsea Wolf album, but I really I really like it. I think it's very hauntingly beautiful, as I've said kind of before. Yeah. Another thing I put on, and I was totally sober when I wrote this. Yeah. Put on while drinking a glass of wine by yourself while contemplating the pros of cons of slitting your wrist. Oh, the sounds... razor is on the table. I did. What did I comment <laughs> to you about? Yeah. Something. <laughs> I'd asked Jamie to print something out for me. And I said, unless I, unless I kill myself yeah. listening to this album. Yeah, it's very haunting, very empty. Yeah, the thought empty. that came to me, honestly, mm. was if Tori Amos was mm. less commercial. I didn't even think of that. And yeah. like, that's what it kind of reminded me of. It is a departure. I was surprised. Yeah. There was a song. Let's see if you did say it or not. Erd? Oh, yes, yes. So I didn't Erd talk about that. It's the one that sort of, at the end, it does kick in and become a lot mm -hmm. like traditional. And I was kind of like, because I was doing whatever, listen to it, I really like it. And then that kicked in, I was like, oh, okay. Well, it starts off and it's kind of a little unforgettable or forgettable. Yeah. Like, it's not a bad song because yeah. I almost was going to write about it and talk about it. Yeah, and it's, like, what, the last minute or something. Yeah. kind of, I'm like, ah, oh, this is cool. But it's like reading a book of poetry, her yeah. lyrics. I, I really think they're so good. So I liked it a lot. I was kind of surprised how many albums she had out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My only, and I say this a lot, it's a little too long. Like, mm -hmm. I could, there's a couple songs you could, like... I yeah. always say stuff's a little too long. Yeah. But yeah, it was for Chelsea Wolf it's a lot to take in too. Well that's the other thing. It's something it's like you're like suffocating. Yeah, yeah. Um, that would be my only like um, criticism ah. of it. But I like it. I thought it was good. Ah. It's nothing I'm gonna put on like, hey, I, I wanna Hey everyone, let's brighten brighten the mood. Hey, I'm gonna <laughs> I need some soundtrack to some working out. Let it's me not put on be, some not to beat your son's birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. That'd be awesome <laughs> be worth it. But it's good. Mm -hmm. I dig it. Chelsea Wolf, Birth of Violence. Yeah. I can't wait till she gets to her pop roots. We have to Chelsea and the Wolves. <laughs> All right, which brings us to 
Speaking of exciting pop ga- bands, mm. Chastity Belt. This one yes. snuck up on me a little bit. This is Chastity Belt by Chastity Belt. I'm putting on my readers. Ooh, they're called glasses. Readers. I hate when people... That's like I got to put on my readers. When people say that their treadmills are trainers. No, you're running on the a treadmill. Trainers are shoes that English people wear. <laughs> Incidentally, I need... Um, when we're talking about readers or reading glasses... Go to the second page. See? I um, I have to like go and buy a new set of reading glasses. I have to bring like a take these off for a second. I got to bring like a paperback book to gauge optimal distance mm. versus whatever. So that progressive. Holding. I'm like farsighted, so yeah. but I need more help with reading. Uh, so they're progressive. That we're, I'm Catholic. We're not allowed to do that. Yeah, shit. whatever. Progressive glasses. Yeah. So Stabby Chastity Belt by Chastity Belt. This is hard, off Hardly Art. This is their fourth album. This came out 9-20. came out the 20th of September. Yes. And like I said, I got like a pre-order notification mm-hmm. and kind of forgot about it. So when it actually came out, I was like, ooh, it's 10 tracks, 43 minutes. This is the follow-up to I Used to Spend So Much Time Alone, which I reviewed in 2017. I loved it. That's so weird. His spun was in set 27. I know. Whoa. They're we'll like have to sisters. See if we reviewed them the same time. They're like the twin fawns. Ooh. I think. <laughs> and like the last album, anyway, I used to spend so much time alone, was largely about anxiety. Okay. And this one is more about sort of introspection and reflection. Lyrically, they speak about this album they recorded in a sort of a safe space after a short hiatus. Uh-huh. And basically it was them expressing, I guess, their what they were feeling at that moment. Okay. Interestingly enough, while um, I felt that I used to spend so much time alone was deeply personal, this one feels personal, but in a different way, like objectively personal, if that makes sense. I, no, that makes sense. I wish I had lyrics. Yeah, I had to go yeah. lyrics genius to look them up. I can tell you that most of the songs, they're very somber, melancholic. A lot more serious than the last one, and... Um, yeah, I noticed that as well. It wasn't like... Not that they were like, hey, hey, joking the whole time, but it, yeah, it was very um, straightforward, mm-hmm. kind of. So I had read... It was an earlier article. It might have been supporting... I used to spend so much time alone. Where they talk about... is Julie Shapiro, who's the lead singer specifically, trying to get away from using sort of tongue-in-cheek crutch, at, like lyrics as a crutch, mm-hmm. and sort of exposing more themselves. Which is funny because that whole quote-unquote tongue-in-cheek Cheek is sort of a, a staple of the genre. Yeah. And certainly if you go behind, like, you go back in time, mm-hmm. they certainly, they've, they've had a definite evolution of sound where they went from a more gar- guitar-driven, sort of tongue-in-cheek, like, um, indie rock punky sound to what this is here, which mm-hmm. is... A lot more instrumental. A lot more instrumental. Um, very melodic guitars. Yes. Layered, shared vocals. I when, To be honest, when you uh, sent me those stuff... Mm-hmm. I was like, this doesn't even sound like the same band anymore. It doesn't. No, I would not know, except for one thing. It's definitely a softer brand of indie rock. Yes. Limestone as opposed to quartz. Yeah. Uh, more dreamy, more serious, um, somber, but not quite, quite melancholy. Many of the songs sound similar enough to each other and blended each other so easily that you could almost believe that they were written in a single jam session. Yeah, I, I leading totally. me to suppose this is Chastity Belt's Dope Smoker. <laughs> It is also interesting. Um, Julie Shapiro had a, an album come out a couple months ago, a perfect version that sounds so much like this hmm. that it's very easy to mix one up or the other. The only real difference is that tall, that album is aside from being solo lyrics is very guitar driven. Okay, and this one, as you saw, not so much. But no. they do go for a very complex sound yeah it does sound like they should be writing like soundtracks for these young adult like movies yeah, i could see that young yeah. children you know mm-hmm. like the twilights not the twilights i know what you're talking about but you know what i mean so this is 10 tracks 43 minutes i'm not going to go over them all but i'm sort of going to go over some of the pertinent ones yeah so it opens with Anne's jam which really gives you an idea um both in sound and in the- thematic like lyrics what this album's about. Yeah. And this one, it's very sweet and somber. It's about sort of reflecting on simpler times and being lost now. Losing your ability to stay engaged. Yeah. That slides into Elena, 
which starts out like a bit more upbeat musically and has this very interesting, sweet, sad counter melody going on, echoey guitar. They do a lot of interesting guitar stuff with this one. This is another reflection song. It's sort of about subverting yourself to another in a relationship because young love is stupid. Effort as above, but has has some strings in it so you know shit's getting real. It does make a reference to a perfect version of me. A perfect vision of me is a lyric, and of course, a perfect version of me is Julie Spears' solo. And again, interesting, a lot of that album was about her her relationship, the, the death of her relationship. Okay. So I'm sure a lot of that bled here and there. I'm still working out stuff, I suppose. It Takes Time has this really cool stormy instrumental at the end. Then we get to my two favorite songs that just sort of veer off a little bit. Split. Yep. Which I said sounded like, it sounded like someone doing an acoustic acoustic cover of a Cure B-side. It does have some like new wave overtones. I thought it sounded like kind of like mid-90s, like like Juliana Hatfield, but not as like peppy and... Yeah, like had like this vaguely ominous echoey guitar with this sour bending note that makes it sound really intense. I think this one is about like a breakup or a divorce. Now the next up, uh, Drown, which has a similar vibe, reminded me more of something Julianne Hatfield would do, or so any of the the gr- pre grunge. Maybe that's what I, I didn't have a song con- but, uh, connected to that. Yeah, like if a band like. Chastity Belt existed in the 90s. This is the song that they would write. And this one's straight up about depression. Yeah. And sort of dissociation. Finally, it ends with Pissed Pants. And I mention it because it has Pissed Pants in the title. Because there's pee-pee and pants involved. Pee-pee, caca, and poo-poo, lulu. So I did like it a lot. If I have a criticism, the songs do blend together so seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes it's hard to maintain attention. No, I, I agree with you there. Like, uh, the, the songs you sent me, I'm glad that you sent me, like, um, ones to concentrate yeah. on. Because it, it did kind of start blending together. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. But there was nothing, like, knocking me off my... Well, let's say no uh, toe tappers to... Yeah, not that you have to be, like, knocked off, but, like, um, mm-hmm. that's why I wish I had lyrics in front of me, because sometimes I read lyrics yeah. and go, oh, wow, that's, like... And I had to pull... So I usually go to Lyrics Genius, like, and I put when I'm reviewing something, if I really... Mm-hmm. Either don't feel like listening, which is sometimes. Yeah, I know or what you whatever. Mean. One thing this album made me do is actually listen to. I think it's called Time to Go Home, which is their third album. Oh, okay. Which is a much different album. Well, how many albums do they have out? Four. Four. And I think they had one or two EPs before that. Okay. Um, and that album's a lot more guitar-y. It's a lot more probably representative of indie rock in, in that era. Okay. But it's really good. That's a good one to listen to too, as well. But I do like Chastity about I like they're trying something new. Yeah, as I said, um, I, if I didn't know, I, I would not have known it was the same band. But it just looks like they're kind of um, just expanding their yeah. horizons. Of, and it yeah. seems there's a lot cool. like recently about exploring with their relationships. Yeah. And like I said, sort of becoming a more sensitive band. Mm. Like a Chastity Belt would be sensitive on your parts, I imagine. Your special parts. Yeah. I'll have to rewatch Robin Hood Men in Tights to <laughs> determine that. I forgot about that. I I haven't seen that movie in years. I haven't seen it either. It's it, probably not that good. I'm sure I have the. Uh, I know I bought like the Mel Brooks like box set mm. for. Well, it was cheap. It was one of those like it was for sale one day twenty dollars. Oh, that's not bad. No stuff holds up. I haven't gotten that far because I'm watching the older stuff that I want to watch. Yeah, but anyway, I forgot that he did that. What? Uh, Men in Tights. Yeah, that's one of the last ones he did. So did we ever tell the story of how we met his son? Oh, where, was that at... Um... At Comic-Con. Years I don't quite ago. remember this. I vaguely do. So, you were with me. We went yeah. to Comic-Con. And I had um, a handbook to zombies. Or... Oh, it was the zombie survival guide? Yes, I the zombie for the survival guide. And I went up to him like, hey, can you sign my book? No one was there. No yeah. one was, We walked right up. Right, and he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, sure. I'm like, it's been sitting in my bathroom for like uh, a couple of years. Yeah. He's like, awesome. And then I was like, by the way, I love your mom. Yeah, yeah. Because Aunt Bancroft's Yeah, awesome. I know. It's like a shame he didn't get any of her looks. <laughs> no, he, I, I, I do remember, remember this now, yeah. Yeah, it was just like an awkward... But he was like totally... Yeah. No one was around him. Mm. Which I'm sure everyone would be like, oh, your dad. And I'm like the, probably the only one that mentioned Anne Bancroft. Right? Yeah. It's like, I've your seen mom. It. I love Miracle Worker. I've seen yeah. it like 30 times. I used to watch it all the time in seventh grade because mm. I'm a nerd. Yep. Off it, on a tangent. 
Is Anne Pancroft here now, Jamie? No, I was, she, she'd been dead, though. She died a while a, ago, yeah. yeah. It was sad. Yeah. That and Patty Duke. Patty Duke was one of my favorites. Yeah. Speaking of Patty Duke. And what about her cousin? Kathy? Yeah. Um, she died, too. Oh, did she? She also had a southern cousin. Did uh, yeah, I remember this. <laughs> I uh, can't remember her name. It was like Sally or something like TVs that. TVs were... People were dumb. They would watch anything on TV. I did like Patty Duke show, to be honest. Um, when I was... Talk like it, we When I was young, I used to watch a lot of uh, Nick at Night. And yeah. the lineup actually was Dobie Gillis, which was a young Ben... Uh, was, Bob at Denver as a, as a uh, hip... Uh, a beatnik. He has a beatnik. He's a, a Maynard G. Krebs. Yes. And... The only reason anyone knows who Dobie Gillis is ever is because of Nick and Knight. Pretty much. And then after that was Patty Duke show. And then after that was Donna Reed show. Donna but I Reed. used to, I have like, I used to have VHS tapes full of Patty Duke yeah. episodes. So I used to obsessively watch. So yeah, I'm weird. I, I used no. to watch, I obsessively watch I Love Lucy too, which was weird. I used to watch Donna Reed show like obsessively. Donna Reed show was good. And Dennis the Menace. Yeah. Dennis the Menace was okay. Is Nick and Knight still a thing? But it's not. Uh, it's kind of like like Roseanne would be on. Like it's uh, not. So it's like how old. classic rock has become stuff we listen to. Yeah. Um. There was something on that. Uh. One weird channel. You don't have regular cable. I think it's like channel oh. eight hundred or something. You'll see billboards. Yeah. Was TV Land? Like I don't know if that's still around anymore. Uh, but there is like a newer channel, it's like like eight oh two or something uh, like that, and um, Green Acres will be on. I always like uh, Green Acres. I actually saw the first episode; it was pretty uh, pretty interesting. Mm. Speaking of Green Acres, yeah. Sect. Oh yes, Blood of the Beast out in August twenty nineteen off the Southern Lord Records. It is their second album. They're a vegan straight head, straight edge band. They're kind of a bit of a super group. They're a vegan straight edge band. Yeah. Oh wow! All right. Stranger Things people. The vocals, Chris. Callahan, Colahan, Burning Love, Cursed, Left for Dead, uh, James Chang in Catharsis, Scott Krauss, Earth Crisis. These, these are people in the band, in case you didn't know. Uh, uh, Andy Hurley, Race Trader, and Steve Hart, Day of Suffering. So this is a bunch of metal, hardcore bands getting together. And just to be sure, he's in a band called Race Trader. You're not calling him a Race Trader? No, the band called Race Trader. Uh, they're pretty... They're pretty um, Hardcore, man. Yeah, I'd say with a name like that. So, yes. I don't know if you listened to this. Mark was like, you'd have to give us a listen. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I have their first album. I liked it. It's usually more on the metallic hardcore side. Mm-hmm. This was kind of like a mismatch of everything, but I thought it worked. Like Animals, it's you put it on, it's like a barrage of sound. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's relentless. Fast as fuck. Um, and then it kind of slows down and gets the... Uh, a little dark, and it's pr- pretty much the horrors of a slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. You too will suffer. Power violence start, then goes to hardcore, then mm-hmm. sludge. Let me turn my page. Mm. Wait, it's probably my, one of my favorite songs on there. More metallic. It's a little doom metal, I think, yeah. mixed in. Terminus, really cool song. Metal hardcore. It's pretty heavy. About losing a family member. I thought it was a really cool song, not because you're losing a family member. Yeah. Redundant Gods. It almost reminds me of like a Converge feel. If you know what the, con- the band the Converge. I do. The Blankest Check. Pretty much a song that it's about we're so distracted and disinterested in whatever's going on in our life that we're just getting taken advantage of. Um, I like the lyrics, Settlers in Denial, Amusing Ourselves to Deaths. Because just take a look around, everyone's on full fucking throat at 24-7. Cirrhosis of Youth. Straightforward, hardcore, probably the most straightforward. More or less about friends that just screwed around all their lives, now they're regretting it and that they're older. And I think it's either that song or Skies Wide Shut, which is more of like a little metal feel. But there's one song that straight reminded me of, um, in a part, a uh, Dillinger Escape Plan song. Yeah. So I really like this. I think it's a really good release. It's a blending of hardcore metal, power violence, even some groove metal, and I think it's done pretty well. This, if you went on Bandcamp, you actually could read the lyrics. The lyrics were, were, were good. I, I think they were mm-hmm. done really, written very well about society, politics, even mental health, death, just crafted in a, a very poetic way. It's different. Uh, other than being heavy, I, I just think it's kind of refreshing in that, this whole mm-hmm. like hardcore genre. The more I listen to it, the more I like it. One thing that's cool about it, Chris's vocals are awesome because they're not muffled. You can recognize what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, and I like it. It is a very solid release. Mm. I don't know what you thought. I didn't know if it was up your alley at all. I had a hard time getting into it. It is like, you know, not to my genre. 
You almost have to give a couple songs a chance. I might go back and listen to it. Yeah, I usually like, do for these things. And I... Listen to the, to Wait and Terminus and just see how you feel. Because it was just kind of mm -hmm. a blend of everything. It's kind of like in your face at first. And then yeah. it kind of like does the breakdown and mm -hmm. kind of has everything going. Um, but I really like it. Sect Blood yeah. of the Beast. I dig it. I dig vegans. I don't have, I have no problem with vegans. I don't know any vegans, I don't think. Really? I, I don't know. If I do, they're keeping their mouth shut. Vegans don't bother me. Hmm. I was, uh, I'm like, I'm not vegan whatsoever. <laughs> I wouldn't mind trying it for a little yeah. bit. I don't think I would do it long term. I like eggs and milk too uh -huh. much. But I, I mean, I do like vegan days. I do vegetarian days. Most of the time, I just if I eat meat, it's um, like chicken or fish, and that's yeah. not even that super mm. often. So. Oh, nice. Vegan Don't talk. judge me. Vegan talk. Don't judge. Let me just write this and that's, down. And there's nothing wrong with that. Vegan nut. Afraid of cows. All right, anyway. Moment I've been waiting for. I'm going to have another drink. You want to get a... A stone woot sour. Another road soda. Yes. Then I'll vamp while you do it. Yeah, just freestyle without me. My name is Lou Sessa, and I'm here to say... Jamie made a fuck in a biblical way. I love this kid and catch you got white paws. Jamie is... She doesn't maul me. That doesn't bad. Yeah, Jamie is torturing a gray kitty who could be less interested. Could it be less interested? Anyway, I'm really just going to cut all this out <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Did she just hiss? Money. So, what is the next? Let's see. No, we're not going to play your game. <laughs> what the next band is. So, this came out October 16th. Or, Did you blah. say what it was? Not yet. I'm, I'm oh. looking into it. This, um. this little band came out with their 22nd album, uh, August 16th. The Rolling 16th. Stone. <laughs> it's probably, well, <laughs> it took them like 40 years. Oh, yeah. This is Face Stabber. The OCs off Castle Face Records. And again, the 22nd... Is Castle Face their label? Yeah, so okay. uh, Rob Dwyer, I think his name is, started Castle Face. Okay, cool. And this album, it's a double album. 14 tracks. 80 minutes. Mm. Couple long ones on here. Couple. This album is essentially this insane blast of psychedelic noise. It's super weird and super awesome. Cannot get enough of this album. If there is a theme... Sort of naked aggression against the world. Okay. I don't really believe there's sort of a metafiction of OC's albums like there are for um, King Gizzard or something like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, my brother speculated, me and my brother speculated that um, this album is sort of in the spirit of A Boy and His Dog. Okay. Which, I don't know if you're familiar with that movie. It's basically the future... And it's a young John Don Johnson, and he has a telepathic dog, voiced by Harlan Ellison. I, I, I remember when it was out. It's really low budget. At one point, like this, don't they capture him to basically milk his seed. The dog? No, uh, <laughs> Don, Don Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, the the cover it just played at the Colonial. It's a uh, uh, mushroom cloud with a smiley face in it. Okay. The speculation would be that this is an, a single individual wandering a world devastated. By the Smote Reverser. Oh, okay. And I believe one of the videos for... I think a song I did not talk about on here actually shows the Smote Reverser destroying a town. Hmm. Or a city. Is that the same video with the octopus versus shark? No, I think that's... Um, Let me see what the... That one? Yes. Yeah, yeah that was crazy. So, yeah, I hear Crazy yeah. video. To continue before I lead into this. There's, it's sort of like this album contains a multitude of adjacent genres... It's like if I want to prime someone on the history of all things psychedelic adjacent, this is the album I play. Yeah, Sort of like Alien Co Covenant. It's like Cliff Notes for psychedelic scene. They refer to it. This is a quote of how OCs describe this album. SoundCloud hip-hop reversed. A far-flung nemesis of contemporary country and flaccid algorithmic pop barf. Truer words. And there's an orc on the cover. Neat. Yes. 
So it opens with... I was like, imagine that. Lou loves this because there's an orc. Oh, it's great. Well, they got into this weird D&D phase. And every song, every album gets like more and more fucking bizarre. And every album gets greater. No, um, I liked it. I think it was just super it, out there. Man. It is super out there. So it opens with the Daily Heavy, or as you refer to it, the Octopus and Shark song. <laughs> yes. It is, it is also my favorite song of the album by far. It's supposed to be like Kafu, like I, all it is is destruction and just people dance, and that's just the video. It's it like a anything. weird, so it opens with this really like a sweet toy. Yes. Like this. It goes on entirely like a, like, I mean like a minute of be. sweet toy. <laughs> and it has this relentless driving, methed out rhythm and bass for like a seven minutes straight, filled with like a lot of these odd and interesting percussive sounds. And this car, guitar that seems to say submerged under the bass line until occasionally erupting and just noodling before being pushed back down. It sort of sets the tone for the whole album. And it is. It's like a bizarro dance song. Agreed, yeah, yeah. And they kind of scat a little bit in. It's very funky. Um, Face Stabber, which is the title, you know, the title track is an instrumental. And sort of this very aggressive instrumental with heavy guitars. And if it breaks down into this galloping drum solo, um, before even heavier guitars, it's like a pseudo-metal song. Stabbing you in the face, so to speak, increasing in tempo and aggression. And then it stops for a full minute of just birds chirping. Face stabber, folks. Snickersnee seems to be about social media and, um, I guess, killing people who use their smartphones. Mm. Fu Z, F U X I. Sounds like a smoke reverser track. And now we're going to stop briefly for a little rock opera. Okay. 14 minute song. Scutum and Scorpius. That's a cool song. Very cool song. So it opens with this, like, what I like to call 70s sci-fi soundtrack. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and I feel like at this point I've used it enough, maybe I should explain a little more, because I've used it all the time. It's basically like really cheap synth mm-hmm. that you'd use in a low-budget movie. you basically have your friends come over and play like the soundtrack because you couldn't afford actual licensing. Yeah. It's a really cool thing. I do like it. It's like something John Carpenter would see, mm-hmm. you know. And it becomes super proggy, like, like some late 70s yes. Pausing for a brief lyrical section... Sort of this pseudo-Arabian Nights thing, describing maybe the aftermath of a battle and staring up at the sky. And then, transition into this awesomely bloated, extended space rock jam for the remaining ten minutes of the song. It's a f- It's got everything in it. It does have everything. It is like a sail full of everything. If they were to get sued by Pink Floyd for dropping some <laughs> unreleased track, I'd be like, not surprised. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me, if you ever heard the... Um, it was Dark Side of the Moon live at Wembley. Okay. Like, the Great Gig in the Sky has this really extended version. Like, something you see on Shine On You Crazy Diamond. Yeah. That's what it reminds me I of. Can, and can, it is this super funked out thing. And it does change a little bit at the end, but it is... I can totally it see It is that. space rock unapologetically. Gulo is like sort of their horrorcore sound. It's about a ghoul eating people. Ooh. Heartworm... Is there a tribute to punk rock? It's their version of a punk yeah, song. Yeah, I was like, this feels out of place a little Very bit. Very out of place. <laughs> it was like, yeah, this reverb. That reminded me of their old sound. Like, if yeah. I, like their first, mm-hmm. maybe uh, maybe album seven yeah. would maybe on there. Yeah. Together Tomorrow is very frantic. It's like the psychedelic carnival ride. Captain Loosely is another outlier. And it's a, a an atonal ambient instrumental. Hmm. And it's vaguely dissonant and disturbing like it's being played underwater. Hmm. Then we flip over to side four for a single song, 21 minutes, Henchlock. Uh, very minimal guitar, if any guitar in the song. Oh. And it reminds me a lot of both the song and the album Funhouse by the Stooges, which a lot of... Hmm, interesting. A lot of OC's longer jam stuff does remind me of that album, um, which shows you how influential the Stooges are or how coincidental it is. So I love this album. I cannot recommend it enough. Really? Okay. Well, I don't know if I recommend it to anybody, but... I would say, check this album out. Cool. And it's awesome. No, like, I just listened to the songs you sent me because it's a, a lot. Even it is a lot. Sent me. Yeah. I, I feel like I should be taking mushrooms or, like, uh... I mean, it does after a some while. Some type yeah. of uh, mind-altering yes. uh, substance. Some, some some chemical... Yes. ...maintenance. And it, I think I'd be like, whoa, man. Yeah. And, like, this is one, like, I sat on it for, like, over a month because I literally well, didn't like, know how to approach it. I remember when you first listened to it, you're like, I don't even know. Like, it's just a lot. I think if And you're we, like, I like stuff, and then the other stuff, it's just a lot. 
I think if we had pushed this podcast another week, I probably would not have done it. I think it just hit at a time when I was like, I think I can talk about this. It's a lot of music. There's a lot of music, and a lot of music's coming out. So they almost remind me like Titus Andronicus a little bit. Yeah, a little he, bit. He did um, he did like a three hour album. Yeah, he yeah. Did something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. He it, he kind of seems to be in the same boat. Although I don't think he does what the OCs do. I don't know. I haven't listened to Titus in a little bit, so. I... But no, I, I've heard that comparison before. Um... They almost remind me of like the piss jeans of like punk rock and indie rock they kind of yeah. don't fit in anywhere mm-hmm. and like when i first listened to the ocs they were kind of like on the like the garage punk side yeah and then they started going more like psychedelic and stuff i i think they're there's, an interesting band yeah there's like a stretch of albums i'm not super duper into mm-hmm. but like i mean they're very much they talk about it like a normal band would put out an album and support it with a tour like i would just go and record some albums and you know we feel like touring will tour they're touring they're playing philly soon yeah. Where are they out of again? Are they... They're, I don't remember. California? Are they California? I want to say. Could be completely wrong. Yeah, I don't know. That's all I got. Did you have another one? Um, At the beginning of the podcast, I said I was going to talk about the Hangman new LP mm-hmm. off of Flat Spot Records. Um, came out like last week. Yeah. December, or December. September of 2019. One by one. Hangman's kind of like uh, kind of like Madball, early '90s hardcore, straight up in your face. Um, I listened to the record once or twice, and I think it's good. Actually, the the song "One by One's awesome. It has a bunch of guest vocals, but it's it's a little more catchy. But it's very like you know, in your face hardcore. But it's fun if you want to like work out or box or something. Really good. Um, as I said, I didn't have the greatest review, but I wanted to talk yeah. about it because I just saw them live. They were really cool live, so. Yeah, if, if you like, they're from Long Island, by the way. Um, still on Bandcamp. Um, give it a listen. They're they're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I dig them. Yeah. And stuff. And stuff, and I think I'm going to call it because I still have to edit, finish editing the last You're going to call it? Did you want to talk about Glow real quick? Oh, yeah, Glow. I forgot you saw Glow. So Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. So I just finished Excuse it me. a couple days ago. Yeah. Or maybe a little longer. It was definitely good. It was definitely different. It, yeah. I felt like you have all these characters and they start building a storyline and then kind of abandon it. Because yeah. I'm sure it's going to be reconciled by the season four. Mm-hmm. But it was a bit of a downer. Like there's not really one storyline that you're like, yay! Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's, but I thought it was good. I, I, I always thought Ruth was pregnant in the beginning of the season. Yeah. And then they don't go back to it. But they made it a point to show her she was take, like not drinking and i kind of like where did that go like it never went you know what i didn't think of anything till you said something yeah the very beginning is like she is pouring scotch out when yeah when uh mark maron's like oh have a drink with me and she like they make it a a straight thing so i wonder if she might have had an abortion or something too i don't know i really like uh who's the alter the the producer lady oh um, i can't remember her name on this in the show it's american uh Yes, but anywhere I thought her storyline was really, really good, yeah. and I liked um, the whole like text thing. Like it, mm-hmm. it, hers was really good, and I think it expanded upon her character. Yeah. Um, Sheila the She Wolf was awesome. Also, the highlight of the season for me was when Sheila the She Wolf comes out and wrestles as Liza Minnelli. Mm-hmm. Really cool um, bash. Like what the bash. fuck is going on with bash? Oh, so we. I didn't care. Like the, that whole storyline was like. So he marries uh, the one British girl, I forget. Um, Britannia, the smartest woman in the world. And who's a really cool character, and you know who's got a really, like, nice heart, mm-hmm. and, like, did not marry him for the money. And then, like, she's trying to keep him interested, and you kind of find out he has some bisexual tendencies, and, yeah. like, totally, probably is gay. Well, like, I thought he was straight up gay. It's weird, so... Well, he hung out with that dude at his house. But then he gets really weird about it. Yeah. So I don't know... Ultimately, like, I did rewatch it, so I watched Glow. First time thinking, oh, he's gay and he's hiding it. Um, second time, I'm, it wasn't, it's not as clear. Yeah, I just don't he know. He could just be really, like, a lot more conflicted about it. But I think of he's course, just super conflicted. Like, he yeah. think I, I think he's bisexual. I don't know if, which, he's definitely bisexual. Yeah. He definitely has feelings towards guys, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. Because he's like, I don't want to upset my mom. It and just, then Mark Maron having a fucking heart attack and not telling anything and like them having Ruth come in and read and not picking oh, her. Oh, that whole story, yeah. Yeah, well, there was just a lot. It was a very downer season. 
what's her name? Welfare Queen having her back jacked yeah, up. And yeah, yeah. The only person Ooh. I didn't really talk about was um, the like uh, Viking lady. I forget her name. Vicky the Viking. Yes, yeah, she barely had anything. She never does, though. I don't know if she like writes <laughs> in the show or she's like probably the creator. I did that. like how the one uh, rich Jewish lady, how like ends up having sex with a prostitute and she's just like, no, I thought oh, um, you Yeah, Hollywood, yeah. She's they, cool. I like her. Yeah. And then the lesbians, they kind of go into them. Yeah. And then that, that was the only like happy thing. Yeah. It wasn't even happy that long. It was like the end. They're like, we're cool. Yeah. 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 And the biddies, they smoke the a lot. The boring old biddies <laughs> smoke, smoke yeah, weed. Yeah, weed. But yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. And it's funny because I one of the last podcasts you sent me, I was talking about like Ruth, like she's got to be pregnant. And then they, like, yeah, they make it you a know, kind of a big th- deal for like two or three seasons, or sorry, episodes, and then they never go back to I it. I didn't think of that at all, to be honest with you, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like yeah. why make it, who knows, but they made a big deal about it. Unless not enough time has passed. Yeah. But I think, the well, the fourth is supposed to be the last season. Yeah. So I think they're just going to tie everything together and obviously everything... Glow gets canceled. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Yeah. cool. Cool. So So, yeah, that's our glow review. Our glowing review. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I dig it. And uh, yeah, so next time will probably be our Halloween episodes. We'll try to do a spooky topic, and time after that will be a sexy episode. Sixty ninth episode. I think. I think. It's not sexy. Don't make those. <laughs> yeah, call them cat sex noises when Great Kitty <laughs> just meows and goes <laughs> she give a big wet meow in my ear after she eats her food in the morning you are like ew that's Kitty sex noise ew and it's a punk rock flea market in Phoenixville vinyl in edition vinyl yeah I'm, I'm, I hope to go so I might I don't know if I'm gonna go or not it won't matter because if I go I'm going you people early. it'll be two weeks after mm-hmm. on that note awesome dude yeah awesome so that is about it. All right. Yeah. You got it. Uh, laters. We're doing mic check, not I'm just having a stroke. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I was having a stroke. Uh, One of us was. I was like, oh no. I was trying to think of something I was thinking earlier and I couldn't. You look horrified. (laughs) Did I? Yeah. Oh well.